0: You think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she
1: was taking slaves to freedom? To freedom! (laughs) (laughs) It's like the signing of the Declaration of (laughs) Independence. That moment cemented so many things in
0: history. I think Nicholas Cage should do a movie where he seals that sound bite from the Apple headquarters. <laughs> it's just like the SD card.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, hold on, it's missing. It's missing. It's gone.
0: <laughs> this podcast is basically Art Queen Radio.
1: Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Nicholas Minog.
0: Yeah. Happy birthday, girl. This episode's coming out. Oh
1: my God. Happy birthday, birthday week. We love a Sagittarius fire, fire sign queen. queen.
0: She has the same birthday as Emily, who I think might be listening to this. My college Ooh. bestie.
1: Happy birthday. Yes, McQueen, my dog. Well, I'm a baddie showing my panty.
0: I'm Nicki Minaj, Nicki Lewinsky, Nicki the Ninja, Nicki the Boss, Nicki the Harajuku Barbie.
1: Exactly. Y'all gonna have to pick my fruit out. <laughs> Real. <laughs> And this is my Unfulla take over the World. We're Spotify wrapped girlies now. If you haven't heard, it's crazy because this is our 10th episode of the pod. Applause. We did it.
0: Double digits. Two whole hands, guys. It just so happens to be Spotify wrapped day. Our first Spotify wrapped as podcasters. And it feels like what I imagine your first Mother's Day as a mom feels like. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us gag for, you know, two hours. <laughs> and we're really thankful for the pod and for you all. And we're really excited for 2024. We got some big things coming. Hopefully you'll be on that journey with us.
1: Per Exactly. It's like Maya and I were talking and I, we were like, we literally started this shit in July. Yeah. That's like a couple months ago. Yeah. We're already, we're cooking, we're cooking. Yeah.
0: 26 countries, five people had us in their top five. 18
1: people had us in their top 10. Yeah, and then 138 was in their top 10. I don't know. Exactly. A lot of people. I was like, oh my god, do you guys really like us? We have fans, and we love you. Fola, how are you doing, girly pop? I'm cold. I checked my phone today. It was like the low is 27 degrees. And I was like, is that not a, a boy band name? That should not be a temperature. 98 degrees is what they're called. (laughs) And it's not even December. Mm -hmm. December is Friday. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Okay, so I have my Aritzia wool coat. That's like my transition coat. And I was like really stretching that shit. I was like, you know, like I'll wear a scarf. I'll wear my layers. And I was walking home the other night and I felt like I was delivering the Krusty Krab pizza. And today I was like, you need to be (laughs) so fucking serious and go put on that North Face puffer. Please.
1: (laughs) crusty cray cray (laughs) Me and my mini Uggs, like. (laughs) Yeah, I I pulled out the North Face, like, a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know what? Let's not even hide. Let's not hide from her. Plus, I missed her. Me and my North Face, she's like my security blanket. I bought this from some man on Depop. Real. A couple years ago. And, yeah. I love it, so. (laughs) Shout out to North Face. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to North Face. My dad used to have a fuck ton of North Face. I would be like, Dad, poof, what do you know? Fashionable? Also, didn't y'all live in Florida? Like, <laughs> exactly. My dad would be like, it would be it hit like 50 degrees. And my dad would be like, you need to put on a coat. And it was also like, yeah, dramatique. Now my parents are like, what's the temperature? I'm like 30. They're like, oh. <gasps> Oh, my God. And you still have to go to work? <laughs> I always say
0: I think that, like, immigrant parents have like, residual weather trauma from moving to warm climates to colder climates. Because I remember once, I was like, it was late August. I was going to a Sweet 16. And my mom was like, you don't want to bring, like, a little jacket or something? Because I was wearing a sleeveless dress. <laughs> I was like, girl, the humidity is, like, 75. I'm going to be inside El Carib. Eating fucking
1: chicken parmesan that someone's mom paid for. As you should. My grandma came from Nigeria when I was like 13. She came from like my last day of school to like literally the week before I started school. Mm -hmm. And she was like shivering because our house had air conditioning like consistently and she was always cold she'd be wearing like her dress because she did the little dress thing and then she'd always wear like a sweatshirt over it and it was like grandma damn it's 90 outside and she'd be like you guys in your air you people in your air you can't just sit in heat no we We can't grandma (laughs) welcome to fucking florida babe I feel like i tend to like hibernate as one should yeah the bears actually like really were right about that tends to turn into me like not leaving my apartment (laughs) so i've been like going to the movies and stuff which was really fun like i saw killers of the flower moon Mm -hmm. which was fucking incredible oh my god and then i saw napoleon this last week because it was my duty as a girl fucking a white man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was my constitutional okay
0: i did see this tweet and it was like the worst thing about napoleon is that they didn't use like a slowed down version of waterloo by abba at all in the score mm-hmm. which they should have done that for the bisexual girlfriends but no oh uh,
1: no they hate women never it was shittily lit mm-hmm. you know the french flag is like this you know fuck it but we it's like this beautiful like or not beautiful but bright colors Mm -hmm. and then in the movie like the shit was like navy blue not navy and like a deep wine why are male directors so obsessed with visco filters and just slapping shit on movies Mm -hmm. and not having any intention about it like You know, it's like how I was in college when I tried to have a colored grid Mm -hmm. and I wanted everything to be like green for a specific period. It wasn't even shit that made sense, but it was tinted green Mm -hmm. because I needed it to be. It's the French. It's the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. Someone gets their head cut off in the beginning of the movie. The blood is not even that red.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, boring, annoying. I don't, I've been wanting to see Killers of Flower Moon because all the girlies that have good taste are like, you need to see it. I'm very easily swayed. You know, I have sisters, all right? But Real. I just can't <laughs> find the time to fit it into my schedule. I might go
1: after work on Friday. I left work early. I left work at like four because I was like, I there's a 4.30 showing and this is like the only time that makes sense for me to go. And I was out of the theater at 8 p.m., And I saw the new Hunger Games movie, and I did have a complaint about it. The movie is called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And, you know, Rachel zegler I don't know how you say her name. She's like the main character in it, or like one of the main characters. Shorty bursts into song like a lot. It's Rachel Zegler doing the singing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And the thing about me is, and I made a TikTok about this already, but I hate a singing ass bitch. And don't get me wrong. I love a little tune. (laughs) Like I love singing a tune with like friends and we're like joking. But if you start hitting runs and telling us that we're off pitch and shit, it's like,
0: if you're, like, putting your hand up to the side while you're harmonizing. exactly, We need to hang you it know, up.
1: Like, you have a finger on the ear like this. It's raps. Enough.
0: I think I've gotten over it, but I used to have a like, really bad secondhand embarrassment about people singing in front of me. <laughs> it just makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I have to turn away and cover my ears. Why are you doing that? Just in inappropriate settings. If we're at, like, a wedding or some shit or, like, a concert, obviously I'm going to listen. If you're just, like, singing in class really? for no reason, you're, like, the singing DMV, seriously. Like, what? no have some decorum oh my god
1: exactly exactly so i said that i was like i just hate a singing aspect and like when i say that i I mean it very lightly Mm. but people were like you're so fucking stupid like how could you see that the movie was called the ballad of songbirds and snakes and not think that there was gonna be singing in it i'm like i mean i didn't really i didn't read the book a b calling something a ballad does not a musical make See, they did not advertise that shit as a musical. Right. If they were going to do a little sing-along moment, a little high school musical sing-along, dance-along, you know, and just made me aware of it, I would have been happy. Right. I'm perfectly fine. Because you didn't know but what you were going into. I didn't know what I was going into. And, you know, the girls who liked it liked it. I simply did it, and all my bad bitches with taste didn't really like it mm-hmm. i'm sturdy solid in my position period and then finally i feel like every week i talk about a new documentary that i'm obsessed with so this week it's the love has one documentary have you seen the trailers for that on hbo i fear i have not i'm scared it's this white woman and she calls herself mother god so let's pause right there <laughs> her name's amy Carlson. She's from fucking Colorado. just some white lady. you're mother and- God, but you're wearing j crew. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody ain't doing the math right. Mind you, she had two kids, and she left them with her mom. And she's calling herself Mother God. And all the people in this little cult are calling her mom. This might be a spoiler, but, like, the beginning of one of the episodes, they show her daughter doing, like, a TikTok story time about, like, how my mom joined a cult. Apparently, like, the beliefs are that, like, she, like, gets messages from Robin Williams and he tells her what's going on and he told her that the Galactics were coming and she was going to ascend, but she needed to be 103 pounds to ascend. So... She had to eat a very strict diet of shrimp cocktail and crab legs. <laughs> it was insane. And so basically the woman, like, she dies at the end. And, like, her dead body is horrifying. It's crazy. And then the people in this cult drive it around. Like, they put it in a sleeping bag. And they, like, just they just travel. Like, they crossed a bunch of state lines with it. Wait. How
0: did she die? Or is that like a big spoiler?
1: She died of a bunch of stuff. Probably mercury poisoning from eating all that <laughs> right trim. According to them, she had to like drink a lot of alcohol because she was like carrying the weight of the universe because she was God. So she had to drink a lot of alcohol and like smoke a lot of weed. And was that she literally died from like organ failure. And then her legs stopped working. It was crazy. Like people had to carry her around. And it's an insane documentary. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to spoil it. There's still so much shit. And the fact is, they talk about it so matter of factly. They're like, yeah. I mean, the Galactic said they were going to come in a spaceship and take her. So, blah, 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 blah. and this is the second documentary about like, a cult that I've seen that's like white people bastardizing indigenous spirituality and spirituality aspects from brown people and, you know, turning them into Shopify businesses where they sell things for $22.22, and they ask for PayPal donations. Someone sends $7.77 because they love Mother God.
0: I don't know, a shrimp cocktail and alcohol diet? Is she a waitress at a, a casino in Las Vegas? Like, what the fuck? Because that sounds like some shit I would do if I worked <laughs> at it. She'd be like, you know, oh, the I Galactics
1: guess. told me, like, I really need to just, like, eat crab legs today. And they'd be like, yes, mom. You have to watch it. It's fucking crazy. It made me feel insane. Is she a teenager <laughs> working in Ocean City for the summer? Like, I don't. <laughs> Mind you, Shorty was, like, 45. <laughs> and, oh, my God. There's so much tea in this documentary. She would have these men called Father God And they would be just whoever she was, like, fucking at the moment. There was one guy, the first guy was, like, this old-ass man, and he had a long beard, and he was like, I was the original Father God. And then there was a guy named Michael from Brooklyn, and he was Archangel Michael. And all these guys were just, like, they would just interview the guys, and they'd they'd be like, yeah, I was the second Father God. We had a lot of sex, and... Smoked a lot of weed and, like, it's <laughs> just like, oh my god, like, it just doesn't seem serious, but it's so serious to some people. They're like crying in the documentary. Mm-hmm. I thought it was crazy, it made me feel insane, but it was so fun to watch. It's crazy
0: because it's like those people can
1: vote oh, and they're fucking QAnon people. At the end, are like, oh my god! If you see Q on people's cars, you know that they're like understanding what Mother God is doing, and it's like all part of the Great Awakening and all that shit.
0: Jesus, oh my god! We need these bitches going back to mass. no literally and honestly we have a new year's episode planned so i've been working on my ins and outs list for that which is also going to go on tiktok and low-key i think we could use a religious resurgence in this country and
1: like a fun one i feel like yeah people people have a tendency to be like unfun and i feel like a lot of people would be like Mm oh i can't sin it's like you know what fuck you that's the whole point of us being right is that so we can sin and have a good time right
0: I feel like we can make religion really camp. Because like you talking about her only eating shrimp cocktails or whatever, I'm like, maybe we need to bring back the seven deadly sins and hold yeah. people to those standards. Because why are you living off of shrimp cocktails and crab legs? Like, come on. At your gigantic age.
1: Anyway, enough about me. Maya, what's good?
0: I'm good. I'm having an eventful week. But ultimately, I'm doing okay. I'm doing like a sobriety week. At the end of every month, I don't smoke for a whole week. So I don't get addicted to weed, I guess. It makes sense in my head if I don't think about it too much. And um, coincidentally, my sobriety week this week, there's been some some happenings. There's been some shakeups. And I fully was going to go and smoke weed when I got home. And I actually decided to make a highs and lows list on the subway while listening to mm-hmm. Bag Yo! as one does. And I was like, Wow. These three things did really suck. But I also had so many other good things that happened this week. And I am in control of my emotions and my reality. So (laughs) shout out to DBT. My therapist is going to be so gagged when I tell her that on a Friday.
1: She's going to feel like Steph Curry. I'm happy for you. Hoodie Shorty's on Twitter. I had a big chuckle about that. First of all, because Shorty was like doing her concealer and telling the story, being like, my boyfriend's fucking hot. Did you see the boyfriend? He was cute. Oh, he was cute. I was like, okay. He was a hottie. See, yeah. I see why there'd be mm. a little issue. I mean, it felt like I was like Judge Judy, you know, <laughs> when they come and they just like, tell their sides of the story. And I thought it was crazy because mm. it's, I don't know, like, you couldn't just like, call each other. Now we're in it.
0: Right. I
1: don't know if you guys saw it, but it was a tweet and it was like two videos side by side because you can do that on Twitter. <laughs> What's the fucking Zola tweet? You want to know how I fell out with this bitch?
0: <laughs> it's kind of long, but it's full oh. of suspense. I remember reading <laughs> that on the
1: bus. <laughs> Literally, like a year of high school. I'm like standing at my locker reading it. Oh my God. That was an era. Oh my Thank God. You. She was like, oh, do you want to know why I like fell out with one of my friends? Oh, this friend I have, she's always acting weird around my boyfriend. She brought him a sandwich. She's obsessed with him. She took his hoodie and she was wearing his hoodie and posting it on Instagram and being like, oh my God, this hoodie is so cute. Uh -uh." And also, I'm absorbing your language because I've been saying, ah, ah, ah a lot so you know native new yorker but anyway (laughs) but yeah they were like you know she was like so she had her side of the story and then the friend like rebutted like everything and she was like honestly i just steal everyone's hoodies so like i didn't and i was like hold on
0: are we 15 are we on the summary from pretty
1: (laughs) i just steal hoodies from everyone like bitch girl first of all hoodies are expensive i wonder how old they were it's gotta be like college well, no, because they were talking about like, oh, mm-hmm. I got to give him this thing before work. And they live together, I think. So it's like either, right. either college or very early professional adulthood. But still, it was like, yeah. it was very juvenile. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I thought it was interesting. Like, I did have a little giggle about it.
0: So I just have a lot of mixed feelings about it Ultimately, I think mostly I'm indifferent But on one hand, I'm like That just seems like a really sensitive thing to air out on TikTok While you're, you know baking your under eye concealer <laughs> and it's no way she didn't think that oh, the girl she was gonna knew. see it somehow because like even if it didn't go as viral yeah. as it did you guys live in like the same geographical location like, you know you have to know how the tiktok algorithm works if you're doing a okay. get ready with me in a story and they time. probably
1: have mutual friends so like someone could have literally just sent it to the other girl exactly yeah
0: right like that's like, that feels to me like a close friend story post, and even she, that is a stretch yeah. also I didn't like how the second girl had a rebuttal and an explanation for everything. I thought that was Mm -hmm. very odd. And also the situation would happen like a year ago and she just had an explanation for everything. She was like, and I
1: made him a sandwich with pumpernickel bread and I got the uh light hellman's mayo and I had a beautiful heirloom tomato that I salted lightly and then put on the bread. I'm pretty sure she bought the sandwich but still. She was like giving mad details and then she had a whole video on her TikTok of her like styling the hoodie no that she way. stole from the guy. Okay, she's kind of weird. Yeah.
0: And it was a black Nike hoodie, girl.
1: All this over <laughs> God is blessing like, hello. me to not have to deal with this nonsense. We do need a religious it's revival so because I'm going to start being an annoying church auntie.
0: Low-key, I might start going to to Catholic church. I think I need
1: that Sunday ritual and
0: also be kind of cooking. Honestly, yeah. The wailing and mm-hmm. gnashing of teeth, yeah. And also, y'all should have shame. Because to steal the hoodie and keep it— Because even that, I can understand. I'm For a real. procrastinating ass bitch. I can understand, you know what? I Absolutely. just forgot to give it back to him. It slipped my mind. I love to push things off. But to be styling the hoodie like your boyfriend gave it to you? Crazy word.
1: word.
0: Crazy word. Yeah.
1: So I feel like in my Judge Judy judgment, it's they're both wrong. Leave my court. Yeah. You guys, this really could have been a chit chat between the two of you. I was talking about at work today. People don't scream fight Mm -hmm. anymore. It's all texting. It's all this. I'm like, you bitches need to start yelling at each other again. I was like, why don't people yell at each other again? then I was like, oh my God. It's like sisters. I feel like scream fighting with someone is like very common Mm -hmm. if you have a sister. But if you don't, Mm -hmm. and if you're like a boy with a sister, like you're not really going to scream fight. So it's, I don't know, like you just don't learn conflict Mm -hmm. resolution. Like I would... Like yeah. literally, I was talking about like my sister and I would get into scream fights at like, several different restaurants. We got into a scream fight at a hibachi restaurant, and also Fogo de Chao. <laughs> Were you guys fighting while he was doing? The I, he was doing volcano? the train. <laughs> 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 well, I don't <laughs> think I've seen that one. Okay, <laughs> he was just like fucking up the egg, and I was like, "That's why." I <laughs> Yeah. I miss her. I miss having someone to fucking yell at. Ugh. we used to fight, man. I feel like yeah. all this aggression that we're just like, oh, we're gonna make. I'm gonna make a TikTok because I'm upset. Right. And the thing
0: is, I understand that people need like healthy outlets for rage, but you have to consider how you're using that outlet and how the long term right. effects of that. Because I'm gonna say it, I'm a voice memos ass bitch. If I need to get some shit off my chest, yeah. if it's anything. I'm pulling out the voice members app and I'm putting it in my phone because I pay to go to therapy. I cannot exactly. waste that time. But if I know that I need to verbalize something and physically get it off my chest, Absolutely. I'm going to put it in the voice members app. And I know the girlies to be doing it too. So I think y'all need to get on that. And also, if you live in a nice walkable city, sometimes, honestly, I put in my AirPods. I should say AirPod because I lost one of them on a Bushwick night out last week. I had two bottles of soju and a lemon drop by myself. I'm surprised you're not dead. It was crazy two bottles of soju i woke up the next morning i was like actually all my friends hate me and want me to kill myself and i should throw myself in the hudson river and spit it (laughs) up so yeah honestly if you live in a walkable city if you put in your airpods and you just open the voice memos app and turn
1: down your brightness or you like the voice memos app start yelling you just look like you're on the phone and you start pointing yeah yeah like even if you need desperately to record yourself bitch uh, make the tiktok and then put it private exactly friends only just think there were so many other ways to deal with that and it's now you have a bunch of twitter people who know who you are and are like dissecting you and your body language and all that shit (sighs) hate that couldn't be me and also i don't know i if i had had beef with someone it would i'm one of those people who i'm like i can't hold beef in my chest i am going to be angry up front (laughs) Very Aries, I guess. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And I do think the Shorty was moving weird. Like, that is fine. But I think Shorty that made the TikTok about it initially is weirder. Because it's like, why the, now the rest of us have to be in on it?
1: And it's not like your boyfriend dumped you for her. You still have your boyfriend.
0: Right. Should we dive into the pop culture? ketchup? Yes, up am. Oh my God. Okay, so a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Taylor and Travis Kelsey, I was like, what is like the black equivalent of a couple like that? Uh, An iconic actress, musician, whatever, female, an iconic male professional athlete, like in his prime, right? And then I was working my retail shift and we were talking about Travis and Taylor. And literally while I'm like mid-sentencing something else, it comes into my head. Mariah Carey and Derek Jeter are, that is... The biracial equivalent of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Period. I come from an English lit house. I love to yeah. compare things, you know? So I'm just really glad to have, you know, come to that realization.
1: <laughs> he said that to me and I was like, hold on. They're mixed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. A beautiful, like, start there. That was lovely because yes. we are getting into some yucky weird shit sweet <laughs> first of all the Diddy and Cassie lawsuit if you don't know I don't know how you're like listening to the podcast if you don't know the people who know what this is and people who listen to the podcast it's one circle in the Venn diagram Cassie filed like a 30 million dollar lawsuit against Diddy who she'd been with from 2007 to 2018 so 11 years. It took approximately 24 to 48 hours for Diddy to settle the lawsuit. And the lawsuit alleged a lot of different things.
0: It literally had a trigger warning on the front page. I, you know, I like literally grew up going to court because Mm -hmm. my mom is a court reporter and I've never seen that before. I've never seen anything like that.
1: It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Everything in there was nuts. And that's just the stuff that she disclosed. You know? Because who's to say that she disclosed everything?
1: Because 11 years is a long fucking time. And And mind you, she was, what, 19 when they got together?
0: 19. Also, all the ways that abuse changes your brain. I'm glad my sister's still here with us. I'm glad she got her fucking money. I'm glad she got out of there.
1: And I remember when they broke up and she immediately got married. Then six months, she was married to someone else and pregnant. And it's like, Mm. oh my God. She literally needed to be freed from this to find her, you know, her happiness or whatever. mm -hmm. Good for her. Good for her.
0: Diddy, it's a wrap for you, nigga. Because other Mm. women are coming out because of the the adults, Adult Victims Act. I think that's what it's called. He got ousted as CEO from Revolt. Mm.
1: I didn't know that.
0: I don't know what type of company it is, but yeah, I think that just came out today. All abusers, y'all need to go. You guys need to choke.
1: So. A-A-M-D. Okay. All fuck abusers that. must die. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, I saw, like, I don't know what they were, some girl was like talking and doing a like, podcast thing and she was like, yeah, when I was with Diddy he would like, punch me in my head, but he never like, hit me in the face. Because it would show. She was talking about like very calculated decisions and things that he did conceal the abuse. And so it's this is someone who mm-hmm. knows yeah. how to abuse people and still manage to stay yeah. under, you know, stay out of the, the issues with the law. Everyone in Bad Boy is dead. Right. Or they're broke as fuck. And you're the common denominator, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah. He has a nasty spirit. And then also all the stories that were just coming out from like regular people afterward on Twitter. That night was crazy. My screen time was crazy that night. Because in the lawsuit, I think this was in the lawsuit, that he hung one of Cassie's friends over a balcony of a hotel during her birthday. And the friend was Uh, Wale. I did
1: not know that. (laughs) What the fuck?
0: And he... Blew up Kid Cuddy's car because Kid Cuddy and Cassie were like very briefly romantically yeah,
1: involved. Thing.
0: And allegedly, he and Kim Porter, his baby mama, were on a yacht, and he broke her nose and flew in a plastic
1: surgeon. What the fuck? Oh my god! And people were talking about yeah how Kim Porter like just randomly died of some illness, like being like a healthy. What was she like? Forty. And, yeah. yeah. Just died one day. I didn't even really, I wasn't even like paying attention to that, but I'm like, you know, I will believe a conspiracy theory every now and then. I mean, well, as long as it's not climate <laughs> change denial. <laughs> um, if you know, you know. <laughs> um,
0: we'll see. When we start a Patreon, you guys will get all my love, wife, tea. chow. And um, I also, I'm like, there was just, I just took in so much information. I was on Twitter so much that night, but I also heard allegedly Kim Porter, when she was sick, she was calling her doctor and her doctor was not answering her. So then Diddy sent his doctor over and she died like an hour later. Whoa! And I also heard that there is an, it might've been his doctor that like, went to see her or whatever. But apparently like, a year later, the doctor died in a car accident because he was texting while driving. Allegedly. What the fuck? I just think some men need to like be tortured for a year before they finally are like lit on fire and dead. Because that is just an unprecedented level of evil. Oh my God.
1: Look what that money make a bitch do. I saw a little bit of discourse about this, and people were like, Well, you know, wealth makes people feel like they can treat people like this. And I'm like, No, a broke man would probably try to do the exact same things, but just with different levels of yeah. resources, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I'm going to fly in my plastic surgeon to fix your nose, it's like, I'm going to take you in the middle of the night to fucking urgent care, and you better not tell anyone because I'm yeah. going to beat you up again. Like, people are just, like, trying to excuse it and be like, oh, this is what wealth does to you. I'm like, no, there's something in that man that is not well that's been exacerbated yeah. by unlimited funds
0: when nicole brown simpson and oj simpson were still together there is a time where he he beat her like really badly i can't remember what the reason was but they went to the x-ray lab and they told the x-ray lab that she just fell off of her bike. insane and that man was like one of the right. top football players in the country at one
1: point Ugh. i wish i could have been alive during that a little bit the drama I simply would have lost whatever job I had because <laughs> I would not be at work. You'd be watching court <laughs> I TV. At work,
0: oh my god! I'm gonna send you all my OJ resources. In, yeah, you know that's yeah. my speciality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I said next summer. <laughs> Watch the space. Watch the space, y'all. But yeah. Oh my God. And then I don't know if you saw Culture Works video where she was like talking about like making the band and Lorianne Gibson, who's like the choreographer. They had a clip from like making the band. And I guess Anne Gibson was supposed to like teach the guys a routine. In Diddy's word, it was supposed to be like over the span of a weekend. And she was like, well, the challenge is they need to learn it in eight hours. And Diddy didn't like that. And then he was like, he started calling her baby girl. He was like, baby girl, I don't like that. Baby girl, you can't be doing this to me. Da, da, da. And then he started being like, and you're getting mad disrespectful, blah blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, it escalated. And also like Michael Bivins from fucking Bell Biv DeVoe was in there. And it was just really weird. And then they talk about how A- Lorianne Gibson had a police report filed against him. I think for that incident or for a different incident. And then apparently Mm -hmm. Diddy was making a speech and he like thanked Lorianne Gibson for keeping me free. When I say (laughs) the things that I want to happen to that man,
0: the government's gonna put me on a list. But y'all know where I stand on.
1: Just nasty work. I'm glad she, like, got her money, but imagine if they went to trial, bitch.
0: I think that would have been ROJ, essentially.
1: The discovery alone. Yeah. I'm actually glad it didn't go to trial because the way a lot of the people on the apps and in this day and age are moving, you know, y'all love an abuser. (laughs) Y'all love a smear campaign. And Diddy would have put every dollar he had to calling Cassie a slut and calling her this and this and that and making everyone turn against her.
0: Um, I'm going to say it. We've seen the way that Black people act when it comes to domestic abuse trials and when it came to Meg The Stallion and Tory Lanez. And Tory Lanez doesn't even make good music. Exactly. Like, he had some bops and is, like, literally, you know, top of the music industry. So I don't even want to see... I didn't want to have to experience the justifications and people going to defend this man because he made I'll be missing <laughs> you 30 years ago.
1: They'd be like, She ran into his fist. He just happened to be there and da-da-da-da-da.
0: Yeah, the 19-year-old that he that was essentially his employee yes. in an industry that is known mm. to be predatory.
1: Shout out to Cassie though. Shout out to her for giving us Me and yeah. you now. I've been waiting. Think I, wanna make move. I really did love that song. Even though people said you couldn't sing, it it wasn't about your ability to sing okay we need more singers who can't really sing and exactly. that just are there to make the bop also because he got a long way to go say you want to love you i'm pretty sure that- <laughs> i know she has like several albums but like those are the two when you tell me kazzy songs i'm like it's those two
0: yeah i mean that's two more than i know <laughs> so sorry to my sister but i don't know to tell you guys okay all right <laughs> real okay i'm not gonna say speaking of domestic violence because that doesn't poor taste but we're talking about matt right boo tomato 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 i'm actually throwing the cans because what a fucking loser once again another twitter hot topic Which, if you listen to the pod, you've probably been looped in. Matt Wright, who is that, like, white boy comedian who was on Wild and Out and, like, blew up really quickly on TikTok for, I don't know, being black people's business and being a quote-unquote attractive white man, put out his Netflix special that he got paid millions of dollars for, and not even 10 minutes into the special, there is a very terrible domestic violence joke, which something along the lines of oh well maybe my waitress wouldn't have a black eye if she could cook for her husband <laughs> i'm sorry are we a <laughs> fucking mad
1: Men? like what are you what are you talking about anyway stream the mad Men episodes serving cooper sleeper price <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly
0: we're <laughs> women of mad men if you will mad women if you will um but yeah and then His response to the backlog was to be like, oh, well, if you're offended by what I said in the special, then you can go visit this link for resources. And the link was to helmets for kids with special needs. You know, the way that adult men respond to criticism. And you know what I have to say about that? How are you misogynistic with lip filler? Which, slight tangent— you know, when Bell Hook said in communion that, like, men want to reap the benefits of women's liberation, but they don't actually want to do any work and they just want to continue to, like, also right. reap the benefits of the patriarchy. This is exactly what you're talking about, because that's why we have men walking around in purses and with painted nails Absolutely. who are also misogynistic. We're cousins. <laughs> because how are you looking at me up and down and calling me a bitch when you're wearing a crossbody
1: bag? Like, one of us is the bitch and it, it's not me. How am I dressed more masked than you right now in
0: my cargo pants?
1: You bitch, you're wearing a kilt. It's so nasty. Are you kidding me?
0: You're drinking a matcha with oat milk and you're calling women bitches. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Bring our men back, please.
1: When we get get the soundboard, it's wrapped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That button, it's going to be just, it's going to be just, oof.
1: Bring our men back. Oh, Oh my my God. Oh, my God. How are you homophobic
0: and misogynistic, but also doing the things that the girls and the gays do? It doesn't make any fucking sense. And then also men, you know, if men had an idea, it would die of loneliness. So they would never put those pieces together. And realize, hmm, it actually is kind of ironic that I hate women and gay people, exactly. but I steal all their
1: shit all the exactly. time. Exactly, You've got gender-affirming care, babe. And he denies it. He denies it, apparently. He just went through second puberty. We all saw you on and Out. Your teeth were not big enough. Right, They were not the size they are now. Your teeth, you had chiclets. And now you have shower tiles. They've expanded in size. Don't play with us. Oh, I just got a gym membership and I started working out. I just had a glow up when I was 25. I went through second puberty and I got a gym membership.
0: You can't like exercise your buckle fat,
1: sir. Definitely not that capacity. What were you like doing? Like lifting weights with your chin? That's an implant. I see it. I see it. I'm looking at it in the face. It's a little crooked. It's a little dented.
0: I think he's trying to convince himself that he has good plastic surgery because that shit is bad. And the thing is, like, male plastic surgery, you know, sure, equality, Jack Harlow, (laughs) bad bunny.
1: (sighs) Absolutely. Great examples right there. And, you know, like, don't give us a reason to zoom in on your face. Yeah. Now we're looking closely. It's not eating. You have multi-million dollar deals with Netflix. Your filler's migrating crazy work (laughs) he
0: looks like I was saying to you yesterday I was like he looks like he would be an animatronic at Disney but I think that if Disney were to have like a Disney XD park that nobody went to he would be an animatronic there
1: he'd be a little glitchy it would like he'd say the thing but then it would be like oh this kind of it always stops at this part we're trying to fix it but no one comes here anyway so (laughs) he could definitely be like on the Chuck E. Cheese stage Yes. And I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't know a thing. I'd be like, oh, they got a new guy. Oh, oh I thought you were <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be up there <laughs> playing the guitar? Also, the whole thing that he's, oh, women made me famous because I'm attractive. And so now I want to alienate my female audience and make things for the boys because that's what I want to do. I don't want people to just think I'm hot and I shouldn't be famous just because I'm hot. I should be famous because I'm funny. I mean, you're not famous because you're smart because that is very stupid thinking. Alienating your primary audience and saying you actually don't like having them as an audience, especially when the audience is women, the fact that women, women are literally, that is the audience you want to market to because they buy shit. Right. Women buy stuff he's like 29.
0: He's a stand-up comedian. He didn't watch John Mulaney's trajectory and like how that was exactly. largely because of women and because of like young women who engage with him and his work. Like he's not like a like he probably has a male fan base and it's definitely not as Absolutely. it's definitely disproportionate to his I'm thinking like all the base. white
1: dude comedians that are like very famous it's like they have hella female fans. Bo Burnham?
0: Yeah. Hello?
1: That's the only other one I can think of. But yeah, even like the jimmies, the late night jimmies, it's like, it's the women staying up at 11pm, you know, Mm -hmm. doing their little crochet projects and playing spider solitaire and also watching fucking Jimmy Fallon. You know, that's they're keeping food on the tables. So I think you're famous because you're hot and not because the brain is braining. Because if I was him, I would have started my comedy special by being like, you know what, I love women women, women are just Hello. women. I just love women. And I would have spent 10 minutes just being like, I'm so grateful that you guys think I'm hot. And then also you could have gone like existential with it and been like, oh my God, I got plastic surgery. Maybe mm-hmm. people only like me if I'm hot. Maybe what if I got ugly again? Then what? Would I still have my fan base?
0: Yeah. Have, why don't you have a female existential crisis exactly. if you like women so much? Was his team like, oh yeah, we should go the Dave Chappelle route. Um, Dave Chappelle exactly. was like an established comedian for many, many years before he went on like his canceled era tour.
1: You're literally a nigga that was on TikTok. What does it really translate to at the end of the day? Right. It's crazy because right. I did not know who this man was until you texted me the... List of Forbes or whatever, like influencers and how much money they make. You're mm-hmm. like Matt Rife's on here. I was like, who the fuck yeah. is that? And then suddenly, I wish I want to go back to that moment and choose the other path. I feel like I'm in a video game where like you choose one direction. <laughs> and, like I wish I just was like, I'm not curious at all because I by the time this mm-hmm. hit, I did know who he was, and I was like, ill. But also, I don't know. It's kind of crazy that every celebrity that I hate has a big downfall. Mm. your mind just the way things work also man's from ohio why do you have a black scent you're from columbus well, even the black people i know from ohio don't have black scents so wh- like how'd you manage that you stole it from the guys on wild and out please oh
0: you mean oh he sold them his from black his black friends. male friends that he goes to the gym with because they encourage him to work <laughs> harder because black yeah. people went
1: through sleep and what it, oh my god the other thing he said I I love having Black friends. All my friends are Black because Black people are the only... They suffer so much, but they still know how to have fun. People are clapping. You know, the
0: way that normal people
1: talk about Black people. (laughs) Normal people with actual Black
0: friends. (laughs) I'm just over... And I feel like this is slowly dying out. He's the most recent iteration of it. I'm really tired of the I'm a white person, I'm in Black people's business genre of comedy. And I feel like as a Black person who went to PWIs, you know, I think my friend group is pretty diverse right now, you know. I think a good white person joke about Black people, I love a good white person joke about Black people. It has to be very tasteful, and it has to be actually fucking funny.
1: His jokes are neither.
0: Like, what is funny about being like, you know, my Black friends have a complicated history because of slavery. What is funny about that? Your grandparents were probably the slave owners. What's not clicking?
1: A white man from Ohio. (sighs) Anyway, as a man, you know, maybe learn how to scuba or something. Go fishing.
0: Male stand-up comedians need to go. If you guys want to go, be so funny. Go be funny on the fucking battlefield.
1: Go sit on a beam and eat a, a PB and J sandwich and make those make your friends on the beams laugh. Go eat slop in
0: the mess hall of the fucking the fucking military <sighs> yeah. base.
1: Go eat pudding out of a fucking out of a Manila envelope. Like your mates.
0: (laughs) Male stand-up comedians, I'm very particular about them. I don't think men should be doing stand-up comedy. The amount of self-importance that you have to have to be like, oh my God, I'm so funny. I'm going to go tell jokes to other people and do that for a living. Who told you that you should do that? Exactly. Why do you think that some random people in a bar, some random people at the fucking comedy cellar, i never heard of you a day in their life, want to hear your little jokes? You're not interesting. We never found you funny. We never found you entertaining.
1: Right. There's a 12-year-old black girl sitting in the back of her pre-algebra class cutting up and making better jokes. Better structured jokes. Hello. So Hello. So let's, if we're really oh going to into it, you know. I don't know. Also,
0: the fact that comedy relies on you having had adverse experiences. I'm just the bitch that makes the biscuits. All right. (laughs) I
1: said that to someone and they didn't get it. And I was like...
0: I've used iterations of it. Like when I worked with ice cream, <laughs> show, I'd be like, "I'm just the <laughs> witch that scoops the ice cream." Men needs quit stand-up comedy. I think for 2024, I think you guys need to read books, or pick up running, or go back to doing woodwork because you guys aren't funny. I'm sorry, you guys aren't funny. You're what? You're sitting at your MacBook writing jokes. Go
1: build something. <laughs> go go get a fucking a power saw. Go build me a chair. Why don't you give me a ride home from the train station? Literally anything else. Like, oh, oh my God. God. I just want, I want men to just hold hammers and remember that feeling and say, oh, you know, this is something that's natural to me. An axe. Chop down a tree.
0: I'm going to say it. The patriarchy kind of ate with giving men gender roles <laughs> because now they're just so bored all the time because right. they're not doing actual labor. They're like, oh, I had a really long day of being a software engineer and getting paid $350,000 a year to write some code for two hours. I think I should do stand-up comedy. Why would I care about what a man has to say at a time like this? And now we
1: got the like, bitch in a vest telling us, well, how about that airplane food? All right, so
0: Mark Cuban, it's only Wednesday, and it has been announced that he is leaving Shark Tank after about a bazillion years. And he's selling to Dallas Mavericks. Mm. Someone on Twitter was like, it's giving that allegations are going to come out. And I wouldn't be I didn't even think of
1: that. I was just like, yeah. what's cooking? I was like, is he going to go to Mars right. or some shit? But, oh, allegations make so much more <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially the week after the Diddy thing, Ooh. and Diddy's also a billionaire, and I don't know, Mark Cuban, I feel like Mark Cuban's record for the most part has been pretty clean. Absolutely. So, the only thing I can think of is that he did that generic drug website, right? and he owns the Dallas Mavericks, and he's on Shark Tank, and um, apparently, he did like a design contest to design like the practice uniforms for the Dallas Mavericks or whatever. And um, he basically was using it to like, get free labor from fans <laughs> because I think the prize was like bragging rights or some shit. Oh my God. So yeah,
1: he's like a pretend good billionaire. Like even the generic yeah. medicine, it's like you still have to pay like a fuck ton. It's just like less of a fuck ton than Wait, really at, like ass. I mean, it's not like too bad, but it's I mean mm. I think. I just feel like you know you're Mark Cuban, you're a billionaire. This shit should be free.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's not like he's a college student; he can make that shit free. Exactly. Ugh. I just imagine. I want to know what the girl who, what the person who has allegations against Mark Cuban like looks like. Like you know, because that would just like open a window into like his whole vibe.
0: Bro, what if she's black?
1: Maybe he's probably one of my favorite sharks on Shark Tank.
0: Yeah, I like him, too. and I like
1: Robert Herjavec mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think he's cute.
0: <laughs> I feel like Robert looks like a little elf. I also I like Barbara. Him.
1: I love Barbara. Yeah, she's just
0: she's just so cut. Let's get her on the pod.
1: <laughs> she should find us yeah. the pod. Yeah, yeah. She needs to. She needs to give us an apartment in the Upper East Side so that we can record. Literally, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> Will we start doing videos, exactly, sponsored by Corcoran. Exactly, Yeah. Barb Corcoran. And what's the other girl? The QVC baddie. You know. Lori. She's like, I did scrub daddy. I'm like, that's all you did, mama. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have to show for it?
0: Okay, she won't do it because she's a classy lady, but they should replace a Cuban with the lady that invented Spanx.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I think that would be it. Or what about the cotton candy grapes lady? (laughs) Or was it a guy?
0: (laughs) He's a guy. Oh my God. Honestly, he might
1: be into that. Let's call him up. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Let's let's get Addison DM his wife. (laughs) Watch the space. uh, Yeah. Remark Cuban. And if there's any weird updates, you know.
0: You know what would be? Okay. Not that other people's pain is entertainment. Imagine that shit drops the week after christmas when everybody is home not doing anything
1: oh that's such a good time for drama that last week of the year
0: that's when you first premiered oh that's one of the biggest reasons it was as successful as it was because on top of the first season being really good everyone was home that week
1: wow that's oh my god we need to like write that down <laughs> december 25th to <of> january 1st <laughs> optimal time to do fuck shit <laughs> yes yeah maybe we'll get into a fight
0: that yeah week. you know i just i'm an aries moon some weird shit is always happening to me i don't know i don't know what my week's gonna look like so we can each get to like 100k and i'll
1: be like ha just kidding
0: <laughs> all right we wanted to end the pop culture catch up on a good note yeah So we're talking about that tweet that's going around. That's that one random celebrity relationship that everyone moved on from, but you literally can't forget it and think about it every
1: day. Fola, what are your those? I really only have one and it's Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Oh, I loved them bad. I like real bad because number one, I know people hate the amazing Spider-Man But if like you had to really be there in that moment in history, like 2012, like Peter Parker is like, you know, he's like a nerd, but he carries like a film camera around. And he's also, Mm -hmm. you know, he reads books and he's he was very, very much a Brooklyn boy. Exactly. And he was what he needed to be. Right. For that period that he was in. Everyone's like, oh, yes. he's he's the worst Spider Man. I'm like, no, no, no. You just don't understand the you don't understand. He's the worst Spider-Man,
0: yet All the bisexual girls in Brooklyn are dating a guy just like him. He's a he's a he's br- blueprint for a lot of you. A lot of yeah. you. If he put on some car hard pants
1: and an Amy Leondora t shirt, y'all would be drooling over him <laughs> at Carousel. <laughs> So. Exactly. Everyone, everyone likes to front and be like, oh, uh, Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man or, um, what's his name? Tobey Maguire. Fine. But I'm like, you know, I have a soft spot for Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I used to love the gifts on Tumblr. Um. And so, yeah, I remember people would, they would get, like, paparazzi. Oh, and they were both in the Spider-Man movie together. Like, they played each other's right. love interest. And then it came out that they were, like, actually dating. And mm-hmm. they would, like, get photographed by the paparazzi. And they'd like, hold up signs and be like, you should donate to this charity. And, you know, you're going to see this picture. So you might as well donate to blah, blah, blah. And I thought they were perfect for each other. And they just, like, yes. I was like that. Every time I see either of them, I'm like, I mean... Does it make sense that they're not together anymore? Pretty much. I feel like they've grown and like it, you know, it's yeah. been like 10 years, but I don't know. I still got that space for them. They were really important yeah. to 14-year-old Fola. Right.
0: Okay. I'm anti-spending the block. We all know that. I went on a rant about it, like the third episode of the podcast. But if in five years they popped it back together, that would, meet, that would be almost as iconic as Ben Affleck and
1: J-Lo. Exactly. I would leave work. I'd be like, guys, I'm having a family emergency. (laughs) It
0: would be like when Biden won the election and everyone was wilding out (laughs) in Manhattan. (laughs) Uh, That was a fun day. Uh, I wish I could have been there. I was in my house in Tampa. My stepbrother used to live on the Upper East Side and I was literally taking the long escalator up from the Q train. Uh -uh. And as I'm going up the escalator, I can hear people cheering and clapping and banging pots and pans and shit. It felt like I was in the Hunger Games. (laughs) And it was just a good time. Some people gave us American flags on the street. It was really wholesome. Interesting. It was
1: really cute. Wow. It
0: felt like when World War II ended.
1: D-Day, right? Yeah. Kiss someone right. in the street like that guy did. Mm-hmm. that picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> did you see any couples in those quote tweets that surprised you? Just the ones that you sent me, honestly. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? I'll ponder and then you come mm-hmm. back to me. <laughs> okay i'm a
0: cancer venus and a cancer rising mm. disgusting it's hell in here it's horror so i had a, I have a couple lined up meg ryan and dennis quaid i say that i know if i was alive and i was in the streets when that news broke yeah yeah <laughs> 90s power couple so sexy so talented good grief Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson. I remember exactly where I was when that news broke. I was in JFK getting ready to go to Canada with my family. And I was like nine years old. I was like, oh my God, Lindsay Lohan's a lesbian. And I think that was like the inklings of my gay awakening. Wow. Because I was a Lindsay Lohan stan down. But also my grandparents were like homophobic and Catholic or whatever. And I was with them. So it was complicated. We but I think about them all the time, especially the fact that Samantha Ronson is Mark Ronson's sister. Oh, my God. Zendaya and Jacob O'Lori, that was very short-lived. And I will say, I did have pictures of them on my 2020 vision board, and I think that's why that was the worst year of my life, because they're not together anymore.
1: <laughs> okay, because they're both hot, you know? Exactly. I love a couple that I, I would fuck them. both of the people in the couple.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, of course, Mariah Carey and Derek Jeter, but we talked about them already. yeah. As far as ones that I saw in the quote tweets I had no idea about and that gagged me, Amy Poehler and Will Arnett, let's run that back. Insane. Because, oh my god. And also, Will Arnett was on 30 Rock, and I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense, because Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are best friends. Also, Sandra Bullock and Matthew McConaughey, I never knew about those two. I did not know. Yeah. I don't know if they're so hot. I do love Sandy Bullock. That's my sister, Matthew McConaughey. He's just kind of like a dumb man. He's kind of like Nate from Gossip Girl. Yeah. He's just like.
1: Just there. He's, he's like, around. Yeah. I. He's just He's a himbo. There's a, there's, you know, the Beyonce performance where she's like at the country music awards singing daddy mm-hmm. lessons. There's a shot of him yeah. like beating his chest to the rhythm and just really feeling it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate that. So, yeah. yeah. Also, I like, was trying to confirm
0: this when I was talking to Fuller about it earlier this week, but I think I heard that Matthew McConaughey was dating or he had just stopped dating Janet Jackson at the time mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl incident. So, oh, yeah. Just that that out was there. the one
1: that I was like, what? Yeah. Bad yeah. guy, yeah. because what the fuck?
0: Yeah. I know he'd be streaming the fuck out of Hey Soul Sister. <laughs> he's definitely like um i love
1: the dude (laughs) yeah yeah how long did that take (laughs) take yet is it hot is it hot under there is it hot in there (laughs) does it hurt (laughs) is that your real hair oh my god all right about three
0: hours into the podcast we're here what did you expect at, at (laughs) <laughs> the main topic, but I don't know. If you're locked in, you're locked in. Exactly. And um, if you think about it, like I said, if we did a hour podcast every week, it would be... An hour long. Two hours in <laughs> two weeks anyway. Exactly. And podcasts <laughs> is bi-weekly. So technically, it's kind of like a
1: Chipotle bowl that you can like, start when you're really, really hungry and then you can finish exactly. it later. And you buy chips and you eat them with your second round of Chipotle.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: So, (laughs) if you couldn't tell by
0: the intro and all the other references we made, today we're talking about female rap. Rap, Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this episode. Me, too. Just, the girls have just been running the rap streets lately.
1: Absolutely.
0: And also, the fact that so many other women came before them and laid the groundwork for them. Like, this is really feminism. Absolutely. I'm like tearing up just thinking about it.
1: So it's really beautiful, yeah. And know. to be honest, I'm not listening to rap songs by men. I haven't. I think I, I listened to New Freezer. That's a rap song that I like by a man.
0: But I will say I do listen to Moneybag Yo a lot. That's true. I'm really fond of him and Yo Gotti, but they're so sassy that like they they might as well be included in this episode anyway. Yeah. So yeah, follow. what are like your earliest memories of listening to female rap? Oh my
1: god, I had so many. First and foremost, Missy Elliott. She had Mm -hmm. the verse on Sierra's one-two-step, and it was like, it was really important to me. I was like, my Mm -hmm. first grade summer camp, we performed one-two-step, and the part with the part with the, the rap was like the, everyone get into a circle and like, you show your move. You do, you have like a couple of counts to like do your move. And I got in the middle and I was like, period. I got crunk. I know that's right. And yeah, like let's see like lose control. I don't know if I was going to crump. Lose control. <laughs> mark. You remember those people during like, the 2020 protests and they were like, <laughs> like
0: in front of the police. This country is so sick. Like, it really is just an episode of Family Guy
1: every day. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, I'm back, I'm back. Lose Control was, like, life-changing to me. The music video, all of it. It was just insane. I also just, like, in terms of music videos, you know, back in the day, we used to watch music videos on tv and it was just like no, that literally. was all we do it was just music video after music video and like, missy elliott's music videos are always remem- memorable there was one where she like, spit and then a guy like, swallows the spit and i was like Ew! <laughs> mm. and then they always had shorty from mike's super short show in the, <laughs> in the... <laughs> that was like the original podcast <laughs>
0: Did I tell you my sister met Allison Stoner at an influencer event, and like they like hung out there, and they're like besties. I think they follow each other on Instagram now. I
1: need to meet Allison Stoner, and she like didn't know who she was. I'm gonna challenge her to a dance off, <laughs> my mask queen. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And but yeah, music videos like just incredible production. Mm. I don't know. Like she is just like a powerhouse, and it it was like also like she was ubiquitous so it was like Mm -hmm. there was never like a oh female rap and we're thinking about missy it was like missy elliott is just an institution on her own um and just like so important and you know i love the rain super duper fly that's probably my favorite song Um, or one of my favorite songs it's just so good Mm -hmm. and like I didn't understand what she was talking about when she was talking about weed and now I do because I'm an adult um and I like the song even more now (laughs) um (laughs) you're like I see what you did there yeah I was like yeah you're cooking back there (laughs) um also I really liked like salt and Peppa. Um, mm-hmm. I, they just had, you know, they had a couple, they had some bops that I really loved. And, you know, my parents, again, I say, we were music video people. So, you mm-hmm. know, I just like happened to know all the words to push it by the time I was like eight. Um, and I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about, but I still just knew all the words. Um, And then also Living Single, Queen Latifah, we'd watch Living Single all the time. And I'd be like, I had no idea that Queen Latifah was a rapper until like one of those music video blocks. And she was singing, Mm -hmm. U-N-I-T-Y. And I was like, uh, I was like, hold on. She's been a rapper the whole time. Remember when Jean dressed up as her
0: for Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) Remember when Jean from Bob's Burgers dressed
1: up as her for Halloween? (laughs) I (laughs) not That's really that's my dog. Uh, I love him. She's such a but she's such an icon, lesbian queen. Um,
0: queen,
1: yeah. Also, I mean, I have to say, Lil Kim. Um, oh yeah. I remember my cousins talking about her getting arrested, and mm-hmm. I was probably like five, and I was like, "What she get arrested mm-hmm. for?" And they were like, "She stole cookies," and I just believed that until. For a very long time, you know, I'm very gullible. Um, but I loved, like, the Crush on You music video with, like, the color coordination. And, like, that is probably one of my dream Halloween costumes is to just be mm-hmm. Lil' Kim fashion-wise. Yes. Just, like, mm-hmm. oof, oof, and just can fucking spit, like, rapper down, um, which I love. And I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, also, what's the song? Lady Marmalade. Yes. Yeah. So that was my, you know, that was when I like sneak and watch the music video videos. Um, So I loved it. And then finally, of course, um, Nicki Minaj. I would listen to her in computer class during school. Remember when computer class was a
0: class? Yes. These little niggas just be on Chromebooks all day. Oh my God. We used to be a proper exactly.
1: Oh my God. So yeah, I had computer class and you could listen to music. On Groove Shark, um, because it was like the one website like not blocked. Like YouTube was blocked on our Wi-Fi, so we'd listen to music on Groove Shark. And (laughs) I had—I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but like you know um, those—that sweater that had like the earbuds like as the the stories okay so I had those and I would like plug I those are my only headphones so I would like plug them into the computer but then if I shifted too much like the, the jack would come out so one time I was listening to Nicki Minaj and she was saying a lot of cuss words and I unplugged it and then my computer teacher was like you're not supposed to, you're supposed to be listening to clean versions of songs only like we weren't allowed to listen to songs that said like bad words um do you remember what song it was it was roman's revenge and it was the it was the roman's revenge i feel pretty remix have you heard that
0: Ooh, i think so oh that sounds really familiar that shit okay i'd listen to it when we log off
1: yeah and then also um I was also just like kind of scared of Nicki Minaj, and those were like my favorite celebrities when I was growing up. Like celebrities that I like, mm-hmm. you know, gave me a little shiver and a fright. Um, because They're my the Aries of you, <laughs> my my friend, I remember we were in like math competitions in sixth grade, and we went. To, we were driving to the math competition in like the back of our teacher's car, and she had one of those cell phones that was like an MP3 player. Um, mm-hmm. Man. This is, like, old people shit. Um, but, yeah, back when people had different phones and different phones with different buttons and different features, um, she had one of those, Oof, like, phones an and she played Roman's Revenge, like, not even in headphones. We just listened to it like this, and I was terrified. I was so scared, but I was addicted to it. So I was like, I love this song so much. Like it really shook me to my core. And then she did that exorcism yeah. thing at the Grammys a couple of years later. And you know now I've like you know I'm not I'm not afraid I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's the summary of my childhood <laughs> female rap
0: that feels like pinnacle early aughts like so, yeah girlhood, exactly black girlhood exactly yeah yeah i think our like female rap origin stories are very similar like i vividly remember hearing missy ellie on the radio i say all the time you know my older siblings are nine ten years older than me right. and um, my older sister and i shared a room for a lot of years so i would like inherit her taste I specifically remember being a young black girl in New York City when Nicki Minaj came on the scene, and that was something different. I think that's probably how like Houston girls felt when Megan Thee <laughs> came on the scene. I very vividly remember being at after school because I would go to after school care, mm-hmm. after school, and watching the Itty Bitty Piggy lyrics video in that same font that everyone used to make lyrics videos back in 2010, and. Um, I think the woman who owned the after school, because basically in, maybe it's other places too, but a lot of people, if you like lived walking distance from school and you owned your house, like you would live in your house, but you would like dedicate a section or part of your house to being your daycare or your after Mm -hmm. school or whatever. So... The owner, one of the owner's daughters, because she had a bunch of kids, came downstairs and she was like 16 or something at the time. And she was like, I don't know if you should be listening to that. So then me and my little after school bestie, we like closed the window and then waited until she left. That's what put me on, my after school bestie, Shantae, because oh I was the oldest one at after school. <laughs> and she, she was the other older girl, but she went to a different school than me. So girl, we became so really So like linked up after school. Exactly. Behind. Exactly. That was my girl. And yeah, that was like the start. And I also in the summers I would go to day camp. In closer to the city, but like still pretty deep in Brooklyn. And so the kids that went there were from like all different neighborhoods and stuff. It was mostly predom- It was predominantly black and brown kids and stuff from different backgrounds. And they would put me onto a lot of stuff that I wasn't learning at my little school in South Brooklyn. And I vividly remember like leaving summer camp and I think downloading. Romans revenge on my iPod touch or something or like listening to it on YouTube and like it was yeah I think that was really my gateway into getting into rap music in general and just the impact that Nicki Minaj had on black girls in New York City in the 2010s is just it needs to be studied yeah. maybe I'll write a piece about it for Substack or something um you know, the other day I got off the train at Barclay Center and I saw these, like, young teenage black girls and they were smoking puff bars on the street. I'm like, why aren't you wearing chestnut Uggs and a Juicy Couture sweatsuit and learning Nicki Minaj lyrics? Like, we're losing recipes.
1: Nicotine? In this economy?
0: Because it comes in a pink thing and it, and it and tastes like, like cotton candy. candy? Like, are we
1: serious? Oh Good but grief. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. You know, it's like we are I'm really glad we're doing this episode because I just feel female rap connoisseurs, like we're it. Um but yeah, shout out to shout out to the girls who put their friends onto Nicki Minaj. My friend Oh yeah my Nicki Minaj friend was Jakara. She always had cool mm. phones and yeah. Sagittarius Bestie icon. Yeah. Mean. So we just have like different little things we're gonna talk about. I love talking about just, like, the cultural implications of things. So, yeah, let's get in. So, Fola, who would you say is your female Mount Rushmore? Ugh, this was hard. And Mm -hmm. it also sent me down a Mount Rushmore rabbit hole. <laughs> I got really upset about Mount Rushmore <laughs> because <laughs> sorry. But yeah, it's a spiritually significant mountain to the people who are from mm-hmm. that region. And some white bitches were like, we're just gonna carve that up and put fucking stupid ass Abe Lincoln and and Thomas Jefferson on this. And mind you, they didn't even finish carving the mountain. They were supposed to have hands and l- torsos. But anyway. Yeah, I know that. There's supposed to be more. I knew they They ran out of money. Supposed to have full bodies. They ran out of money.
0: You know that reminds me of gentrification.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, my female rap Mount Rushmore. This is really difficult, Mm. and I honestly am. I don't know if I'm like still happy with my choices, but Lil Kim. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. little kim's the one like facing this way <laughs> um Nicki minaj mm-hmm. megan the stallion and mm-hmm. then i have queen latifah but i think i want to mm-hmm. say missy like i want to replace right. her because not to say queen latifah wasn't influential and instrumental but i just feel mm-hmm. like in terms of i don't want to say reach but reach missy mm-hmm. elliott like she has reverberated through time. She got that video Vanguard Award, what, like, two years ago? Despite her career yeah. starting in, what, like, 95? So, I think I want to say Missy, actually. Yeah.
0: hmm I was rushing to fill mine in, and honestly... Ours are mostly the same. I agree Brilliant. with Little Cam. I agree with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I agree with Megan Thee Stallion. I don't really know who my fourth would be because, mm-hmm. like, the names that are coming to mind are women who I really love and admire, but I don't know if they're like Mount Rushmore worthy. Real? Like, um, I love Cardi B to death. I really love that she came on the scene with a hit single, a hit album. She was literally just a girl making videos on Instagram, and now she has a baby, two babies, or two, and a husband. And she she's just gonna hop on a track. And make it better. She's Absolutely. just gonna hop on a remix and make it better. And it's and just I love that about her. My Aries Moon sister. Um, so my fourth. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Beyonce raps, can I put Beyonce on there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is a rapper. <laughs> let's just um, let's throw Beyonce on there. Imagine yeah. if Beyonce was like, I'm gonna do a rap album. I want to, a lot of people's careers would end. Oh, absolutely! Which is crazy.
0: Her and Blue Ivy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, Blue Ivy said I ain't never seen a ceiling in my whole life. A smooth five years. A old. lot of bitches should be scared. Um, I was also toying with the idea of like Flow Millie being on my um Mount Rushmore. <laughs> mm, okay, I say this because I'm thinking about in terms of Mount Rushmore, like the people on Mount Rushmore. They're like the people who like are seen as the most impactful and I feel like Flo Millie in terms of this new age of rap girls that we're in like she very much was like like one of the pioneers of it in in a way you know just like talking Mm -hmm. her shit on a rap song exactly and didn't Mm -hmm. really get a cosign from a man just blew up because and yeah I don't know I just like Mm -hmm. I love her yeah I
0: feel like she really helped usher in this era. I feel like we're in like a, we're in like a female rapper Renaissance the right now. Absolutely. That's not up for debate. But also I feel like her style is so distinctly like, she is talking her shit, but like she's very feminine and like mm-hmm. her beats are very like girly. And like, I like the juxtaposition of like, I'm going to tell you that you need to eat my pussy exactly. or get the fuck out. Exactly. And it's going to be on this beat from the princess
1: diaries, exactly. actually uh, like icon. Wait, more. someone needs to sample miracles happen. I need to call Ice Spice, Megan Salyan <laughs> and let's get in let's get Anne Hathaway get in the video. In half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Her and Jeremy Strong. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need like all these fucking reboots. The one reboot I need: Princess Fucking Diaries Three. Y'all don't want to give me that. But we're rebooting fucking. I don't know. We're rebooting fucking Chronicles of Narnia, bitch. <laughs> anyway, I didn't watch that shit the first time. <laughs> I liked Chronicles of <laughs> yeah, Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. there's like, I feel like if Mount Ru- Mount Rushmore, like, you know, in my ideal world would have like 20 bitches on it. Um, but yeah, it also wouldn't be mm-hmm. carved into the side of a mountain. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be in
0: a museum. Like be, a normal museum. Exactly.
1: Jesus. Like a sculptor. Ooh. You want to make a sculpture? Get, get some clay, bitch.
0: What the fuck? Where is the female rap museum? Real. What is Eric Adams' plan about that? Because there's a Jackie Robinson museum in, like, the, like, Tribeca Canal Street area. No, I don't know that. Um, do I ever see anyone go in there? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Money laundering. But, <laughs> yeah, if El Toro can say open, we can have a female rap museum. I was going to say
1: move over, El Toro. <laughs> In DC there's mm-hmm. the National Museum of like African American Art and History mm-hmm. and there is like there's a part where you like walk up and it goes through like culture and stuff Ooh, and so there's okay. like a piece of it I remember that was like dedicated to rap and then there was a piece of that that was dedicated to women in rap so mm-hmm. okay I think it just does highlight, like, historically, you know, there have always been women in Mm hip-hop, which I think a lot of people like to forget. But since its inception, there have always been women eating this shit from very early on. But yeah. But yeah, our next Mm -hmm. thing is five female rap songs we are taking to the grave. All right, so this was
0: tough. I probably did more than five, just because I couldn't decide. (laughs) So... um, I have certified classic suck my dick my little Kim. Right. That's my girl. I don't know. Um a New York woman down. Real, okay. Stalley freestyle by Megan Thee Stallion. That's literally the song that made me a Megan Thee Stallion stan because I was like I listened to like one or two right before it and just our songs of hers I just particularly am not a huge fan of. And then I heard Stalley freestyle and she was rapping like 90 words a minute and I was like, "Oh, I'm actually in love with this woman." She's incredible. And that's literally the song where she says, Your favorite rapper used onomatopoeia. You don't want to hear it, but you only want to see her. Ooh. Like, hello. Can you just even spell onomatopoeia? No. Itty bitty piggy by Nicki Minaj. I mean, Come on. Oh my of God. Of course.
1: Of course. It mean,
0: just, it really is probably, it might be one of the best female rap songs ever, ever, in my humble opinion. Like, it's so When good. she like stops the song and then picks up this. Yeah, she's like, actually, start from the beginning. Like, you you had to be there. That's going to be on my birth playlist. Because, like I said, the girls, the New York girls are not, they're not learning Nicki Minaj lyrics anymore. Exactly. My kids are going to be ready early, okay? Yeah. They're, they're going to hear, Oh, silly, it's nigga. And they're going to know we're spending the entire yep. Saturday cleaning.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And that was Soldier Boy's beat. I think if we're going to do women in rap, Soldier Boy is a woman in rap. <laughs> He's going to be, he's, he's my man who's actually a woman Love <laughs> 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 Oh, love it.
0: <sighs> um, let me blow your mind by even Gwen Stefani. I've mm. rediscovered that over the summer because Gwen Stefani like included it in a TikTok. And I was like, oh, this song is actually amazing. Like they actually chewed. And Gwen Stefani, mother, my cultural, my cultural vulture queen. Um, The Plain Jane remix by ASAP Ferg and Nicki Minaj. I just... If you get it, you get it. Yeah. Just... The beat is insane. ASAP Ferg is really good on that song. Yeah. And just Nicki Minaj just improved the song. And then also he rewrote some parts of his... Oh my God. Mm. Just... If you haven't heard that song, I don't know what to tell you. It's just... It's too good. It's too good. And last but not least, because I think this was one of my top songs this year um make a bag by Megan Sally and money bag yo it's actually from Tina Snow. Oh wow. Her first EP or LP or whatever. Um and I think that was before she money bag yo dated but it's so fucking good and then money bag yo that's my sassy king. All right, I really do respect Southern rappers, especially Memphis rappers, because they're not afraid to be a little bit zesty and have a little bit of fun. Mm -hmm. And the two of them together, I need them to work together more, Mm -hmm. because that is a
1: masterpiece. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I love a good regional rap moment, you know? Southern Mm -hmm. rap. Yeah. West coast. I just, like, I don't I feel like I... Northeastern rappers. I'm
0: not as loyal to them. I think they just take themselves too seriously. They're like, mm. I wore a Yankee fitted and a North Face puffer right. jacket. I have Timberland boots. <laughs> They're like, I'm rapping I in zero drugs. degree
1: weather.
0: Right. Like, okay. Like, I don't know. Should we should we throw a party? Should we invite fucking Jay-Z? I don't know. <laughs> like, I want something that I can shake my ass to and that's a little bit zesty.
1: Exactly.
0: Moneybag, yo. I've been thinking about this all week. Moneybag Yo often gets compared to William from Girlfriends because people say that they look alike. (laughs) And this man literally said on a song, surrounded by bitches, I'm looking like William, but they ain't my girlfriends. A Northeastern male rapper would have been so in his bag about it. He would have been like, I have to write a diss track to William from Girlfriends now. Exactly.
1: and he was—he just put that shit in a song. Like if Somebody are, said that he, if people, raps, if like if he does hair. If you're getting zesty allegations, and you lean into that. Like, think, hello, Matt Rice. Think, think, like, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, and he always has a good beat. Yeah.
0: So that's my that's my top five. I think I know by heart at least four Real.
1: I yeah.
0: love knowing rap songs by heart.
1: Um I know it more than anything I learned in school ever. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. Okay, my five female rap songs, and I'm gonna have like yeah. a bonus track because okay. yeah. Um the first one is Captain Hook by Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Like I remember hearing that song for the first time when she put out that like album. I was walking downhill from school, and I remember she said, Eat my pussy like a icy, S- suck it like an icy my brain like was like scrambled and then i went into my dorm and i went to my roommate and i was like hold on have you heard this new megan the stallion because she just said <laughs> she just said this and i was like this is this is groundbreaking um yeah she that woman has the it's pen it's Okay, Jesus. and Captain Hook, like the production
0: on that—the fact that it's literally a sword being pulled out of the thing over and over again. Exactly. And on top of that, she said, "I love niggas with conversation that find the clue no, navigation. no navigation, so that, I that I get the head,
1: but no guarantees on the penetration." Yeah
0: no like that's my sister i would be talking someone that's a bi chick sister. we both
1: freaky just try shit just <laughs> try shit Megan nigga gets super jealous <laughs> you don't even know about the other fellas
0: <laughs> no like that's my sister
1: oh my god, god. oh my god yeah no like Oof. the way like i don't know like when i die i want a megan the stallion lyric on my fucking tombstone like i like don't piss me off um <laughs> My second one is Shoop by Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I love that they're objectifying men in this song. Um, they're like, you're packed in, you're stacked, especially in the back, brother. Want to thank your mother for a butt like that. <gasps> Talking to a man. Yeah. Yeah, Salt and Pepper. They said he was double cheeked up on a Tuesday twos- on, on a Thursday, Thursday in- afternoon. Hella ass. Hella ass. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Mm-hmm. Also, the Boss Ass Bitch remix by Nicki Minaj. Um, mm-hmm. she just put that out on streaming like a couple years ago, and oh my god,
0: oh yeah, it was on a
1: beat me up sky. Yeah. Way. Um. Okay. And I used I to just listen to that song on YouTube, and I just had to stop what I was doing because I was like, I need to play this thing on YouTube because I need to hear this song. That song. The lyrics of that song are like, like genuinely disrupted my spirit in the best way possible. Um, and just like from beginning to end, she's just fucking. I'm like
0: writing down songs, killing to listen to when shit. We off, like. She's
1: eating. What does she say? I am. I employ these niggas. They be grown men, but I little boy these niggas. Want the cookie? So I got a chips ahoy these niggas. But I never iPhone Android these niggas. <laughs> Wait, wait I, yeah, Use I no, was like, one of Alan I, and <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god uh, And then like That song has so much of like Nikki like I feel like iconic lines And it's like it's just some shit She was like oh I'm just playing on this beat I'm <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just gonna post it Um She's so uh, It awful. made me sick yeah. It was amazing though Um my other, I have a, I love Rico Nasty, um, mm-hmm. particularly the songs where she's like screaming. So I like Rage by Rico Nasty. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. bad bitches who beat Rage. Rage. Have you heard Guap? Rage. No. That one's really good. I'm going to put it on the list. We should make a You're playlist.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes.
1: Play. Okay. And then finally, also another Nikki song, Looking Ass nice, Nigga. I would will, I will, I will, I will never fuck a non-man ass nigga I would never lie Even if that nigga flew me And my bitches all the way out to Dubai Pussy you try Pussy ass nigga you lie Pussy ass nigga you high Bitch I'm me Bitch I'm
0: me You know what I was listening to last week? Honestly <laughs> this episode probably needed a Nicki Minaj section But Barbie <laughs> dreams She was just unloading the clip so, on all those men And naming that one them,
1: section Naming them
0: She's literally us on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: us when we start the Patreon. Yeah. I feel like Nikki is like, mm-hmm. just in terms of like timing of our lives, like Nikki yeah. was literally the rap girl when we were like yes. entering girlhood. And like mm-hmm. she was ubiquitous. So it was just, you know, people are like, oh, this is all about Nikki Dodge. It's like this, you know, we didn't have the assortment of rap girls. You guys are spoiled that you can pick a rap girl. No, exactly, and and be loyal to her. Right. Back in the day, like in the early aughts,
0: <laughs> the reason because like don't get me wrong, anybody, Biggie, like I know it by heart. Like it's literally going to be on my birth playlist. Like that. Like that's it's a good song, but what the fuck else was I supposed to listen to in 2010? Exactly, the fray, Jay Z, <laughs> like <laughs> watch the throne. <laughs>
1: Macklemore? I'm 12! <laughs> <Like, laughs> listening to Kendrick Lamar doing doing fucking, what is it, slam poetry? I don't have the range. I want to listen to fun songs. Right. I'm a little girl. <laughs> Literally. Like,
0: my mom still buys my clothes. Like, exactly. hello?
1: You're still up in I, the do I look like listening to Jay-Z talking
0: about selling drugs. I'm a lady. <laughs>
1: like... Exactly. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be talking about last name ever, first name greatest. I'm sorry. Have some class. We're listening to Nixie. (laughs) And we were on the plane with (laughs) Dwayne. You can call me Wayne. I I go to Hill, Maine. Maine. Like, hello. Uh, Oh my God. Like, and it's not just like she was like the only one, but it was like also she was the only one and she was killing that shit. She was eating up, she was going on people's songs. And murdering them mm-hmm. casually. Imagine she, you she, oh. get on a song with established rappers, Jay Z and Kanye West. These men are titans of, ind- of this industry, and no one knows their verses. Everyone knows your verse. I actually I know the timestamp yeah. at which your verse begins because I just fast forward. I'm not listening to Jay-Z talk about Godzilla King Kong. <coughs> <laughs> what he fucking talk about? That shit was so
0: <laughs> <laughs> When you said he forgot to write the version busy he was cheating on Beyonce.
1: Yo. <laughs> 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 uh, my brain, sometimes the way it works. Okay, and then my, my honorable mention is My Neck, My Back. I think her name's Kaya, Kia, I don't know. She is from Tampa and... I don't know. I there's something I love Tampa rappers. I love Florida rappers. I love Trina, you know, JT and Young Miami, like I love them so much. Um there's something about being a Florida girl, you know. There's something that they just really understand about me, like mm-hmm. eating like hot sausages on a bus in like a Tuesday, on a Tuesday afternoon and like spitting sunflower seeds onto the road. Mm-hmm. It's December. But weather doesn't happen here because this is fucking Florida. Um, so yeah, all the all the all the Florida, and it's like not to not to say Florida was pioneering shit, but you know, a lot of the female rap comes out of comes out of that place. Um, so yeah, just my opinion. But yeah, period. There's so much. I just have so much love for all of them. <sighs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right, next section. What do we want to see from the girlies moving forward? Like music, media, collaborations, etc.
1: First and foremost, an end to the beefs. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Either mm-hmm. shoot each other I'm or agreed. keep the pushing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe not being 40 years old, something people on Twitter. Oh my god! Don't you have fish oil pills to go take? Like, what? Why are you subbing ice spikes?
1: Exactly. She was literally born in
0: 1999, or like
1: 2000. 2000. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, Remy Ma, I'm conceited. I got a reason. Oh, I, I just love like my brain, my rap brain. It's like female rappers. If you're like, oh, um, name a male rapper.
0: When Remy Ma said, rest in bi- rest in peace to the bitches that's dying to be me. Mm.
1: Mm. Oof. She said, now look who's standing in my window. Nobody, because I live in a penthouse. Baby, I'm sorry, but I'm sexy. <laughs> like, the thing <sighs> is, I could be like, oh my God, this female rapper, like, X, Y, and Z, you're being annoying. But then it's like, damn, that bitch still has bars. I, I, like, I can't yeah. hate you. Because you still clocks, eat, like twice a day, baby. Yeah. Oh, My God, I didn't even say Azealia Banks. Whoa. But I feel like we can talk about her later. Um. But yeah, yeah. I just want to say there's an en- I want an end to the beefs. I've said it before. I've said it on mm-hmm. TikTok, and just like we need to have a girls only rap festival. And Ooh. it needs to be called, like, No Boys Allowed or, like, Slumber mm-hmm. Party. And we just have mm-hmm. all the—it's, like, a weekend. We just have all the rap girlies just all day. And then in between them, like, girl DJs. Like, come on. Yes. Like, that would make so much fucking money. No, literally. But we, we can't do it because, oh, I don't want to be in the same place as this other bitch. You're not about it's your It's mostly like,
0: Nicki Minaj doesn't want to be in the same place as other people. And girls who are half her age. I don't
1: know. I just feel like Nicki, like, love you down, but also you literally can sit in a hotel and then do your set and then get in a car and then return to the hotel.
0: Right. She, no just, one's she wants asking to be the you... Samantha Jones of the
1: female rap universe so bad. Right. No one's asking you like, to... She wants to be the Kim <laughs> Cattrall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No one's asking you to come and, and smoke Black and miles with them. No one's asking you to, you know, eat hot chips Outside after the show. I don't know, but I'm just saying, I'm floating this. You know, Issa Rae, if you hear this by any chance, you want to make some coins, hit me up. I just feel like a girls only rap festival would be incredible. Mm -hmm. It would also be like a space Mm -hmm. where I feel like women and queer people and like people who are not necessarily represented in rap Mm -hmm. would have a comfortable, safe place to be and just pay like what, $200 and see all my bitches. I'd pay thousand I'd, I'd actually put like, myself in credit card debt, a bit of credit yeah. card debt
0: for yeah. that. Also, can you imagine the sponsors you could get for that? The merch would be crazy. Exactly. If it's slumber party theme. Exactly. You come paj- in your cute little um, pajamas and your Ugg slippers. And the,
1: fuck the decorations. It would, be, oh, it would be so good. But we can't oh do God. that. We can't. We can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. You know, I feel like rap beef is for the men, you know. And It's old. Mm-hmm. Again, I say, if you're not going to shoot each other, what's the point? Right,
0: and it's not even just, like good beef. Talking. What was the last time we had a good drama from female rap beef? Was when Cardi B and Nicki Minaj got into a fight at, at the, the Plaza Hotel yeah. during Fashion Week,
1: exactly. And that was like eight years and she ago. She had like a point. welt on her face. <laughs> yeah, and now it's just like over oh, subtweeting each other. It's like Cardi B is like on, you know, she's on a song with somebody, and all of a sudden, like the Barb's like hate. That person who collabed with Cardi B. It's like, sorry. Sorry, I wanted They're to make so sorry, I wanted to make a, some some money.
0: Right. <laughs> I remember Jesus what once said that the
1: barbs are like
0: QAnon, but like for black people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bro, the barbs will find your address. It's scary. Like I'm scared to rile them up.
0: Honestly, I think I need to make friends with a barb because I have a lot of people I need to get revenge on. Mm. And they and will... I'm like die. I'm diabolical, but they just have a level of, like, nefariousness that I need to utilize. Actually,
1: if you find a Barb, like, you know, link me because I have someone that I need to get.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? They do need a job. So maybe they should, like, freelance and, like, wreak havoc, you know? Like, I'll pay you $75 to, like,
1: egg my ex's car or something. Exactly. We need a little chaos. Yeah. And Barb's are good at that, so... Yeah, that's pretty much my big one. I also mm-hmm. do love like, the rap girl sponsorships, like Megan The Stallion, yes. Flamin' Hot University, or whatever, mm-hmm. and Ice Spice and her munch. Did you end up getting that drink? I think you told me I about did. it. It like it was unremarkable.
0: <laughs> it was I, I. It it tasted like pumpkin. There definitely were munchkins in there, and I was
1: like, huh. Eh. You know, yeah. it was it was dying to get another one, but I had to do it for the bit, I you had to know? I do it for the bit, exactly. But yeah, just, like, more of that. I want rap girls yeah. at the fucking Super Bowl. I want, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just want more rap girls in more places. I want yes. more rap girls in movies and mm. TV shows. And I want, like, a rap yeah. bitch on Broadway. And I don't know, like, Hamilton. Put Megan The Stallion in Hamilton. Do it. You're a coward. <laughs> You're afraid. Oh my God, I think
0: Topicals did some type of event with Tiana Taylor mm-hmm. at the Sephora at Atlantic Avenue by Warclay Center. Oh, well. And it made, I don't know what it was, but I think the only reason I found out about it is because I follow a girl on Instagram who like works for Topicals. Mm-hmm. And... I need to get more info, but I would love to see more stuff like that. Just like really honing in on what the girlies in our age range Absolutely. like, and doing a collaboration like that. Why don't we get Ice Spice to do a collaboration with Supergroup? Every bitch would be
1: spf'd up, exactly. Like, like, like oh my where, god, where, where is where? Sexy Red and Poppy. Oh my god, Sexy Red. Like that's that's my girl. I love her. My dog. I love a meteoric rise followed by an unplanned pregnancy. There's nothing like it. I want her at the no boys allowed slumber party. I want her there. I need her there, in fact.
0: Um, She can put the baby in a carrier and just wear it on her (laughs) chest. I need to hear Hellcats SRT live immediately. Expeditiously. You have the baby and just
1: put it to the side, you know. We'll deal with the the repercussions later. Put the (laughs) the car seat on the speaker (laughs) and give him some headphones. (laughs)
0: As far as what I want to see from the girlies moving forward, I want to see more similar vein of seeing more rap girls in more places. I want to see more female rappers in high fashion, particularly. I feel like those relationships with women rappers specifically were more, I feel like they were definitely more concentrated in like the 90s, early 2000s. They're kind of like petering off. We don't really see them. Some notable ones that are coming to mind are like Cardi B and like, Cardi B is like a fashion girlie, but she wears like a variety of brands and stuff. And, yeah, I would just like to see the girls doing more stuff like that. Like, I would want to see Megan Thee Stallion and Christopher John Rogers. Because mm. she loves a bright color. Exactly. And, like, she looks good in fucking everything. Ugh. And um, I can't get enough of little Kim and Versace in the 90s, you know? So I think we need to bring back those types of brand yeah. partnerships. And I feel like we don't really get them unless it's, like, the Meg Gala or they're getting dressed for a specific events. And I'm like, okay, I want to see Megan Thee Stallion's face in the Louis Vuitton store, right. actually. Yeah. Like, why are we, what are we doing here? That's, um, yeah, more like just really cool brand partnerships that make a lot of sense. Like, you see those things and you're like, oh, Tiana Taylor and Top Cools makes perfect sense exactly. to me, you know? Um. Also, collaborations. I would love to see the girls be more experimental. One of my mutuals when we asked for, like, feedback or asked for input on the female rap episode was saying... We don't really get to see female rappers experiment and stuff Mm -hmm. with beats and stuff, and I think that's slowly shifting. But I want to see them doing more crazy shit. I want to see Megan Thee Stallion do a song with Cher. That would heat. Cher did a song with Tyga just now. She would. She
1: would love Megan Thee Stallion. Are you kidding? Exactly. Um, Or I want her on a song with Dolly Parton.
0: Yeah, Megan Thee Stallion at Dollywood.
1: Exactly. They would that would bring Dollywood back to life. They could make the tickets oh, to Dollywood like a million dollars and people would find the funds to pay them.
0: Yeah. She can do a little residency at Dollywood. Ugh. Like that would be so cute. Love it. Also, I put this on my My Adamus predictions list for 2024. We haven't gotten a female rap banger for the summer in a long time. We're losing recipes. Mm-hmm. I would like to see sexy red, mm-hmm. Cardi B. And or Megan The Stallion on an insane beat for spring-summer 2024. We need it. And also just, like, the young girlies need to be linking up more. You know, like, Flo Millie collaborates with, like, Maya the Dawn a lot. Like, they have a good working relationship. Maya the Dawn opened for her on her tour, I think. Mm. Maya the Don got started on TikTok, actually.
1: Yeah. And
0: I just want to see the girls doing more stuff together. Exactly. You know, like, just be friends and make content
1: together. We, we we can't be the only ones making the content. But it's also, like, you don't have to, like, you guys don't have to, like, suck each other's toes. Like, you literally just, like, make a song together. You don't have to be besties, you know? I feel like it's like, oh, if we collab, we have to like have a relationship. Like that is like the vibe that's like being pushed, I think. And it's just not like healthy, you know? This is your job. Work-life balance. I don't know. But yeah, we do we do need a we do need a girl rap banger. When was our last summer girl rap? Was it WAP?
0: Honestly, I'm gonna say it's WAP.
1: Damn. And it's because like we've had some
0: good collaborations, but like I feel like Timing-wise, it just didn't pop off the way that they should have. Like Tomorrow 2 was good. Oh, Point me to the sluts, put it on the floor, like put it on the floor with Cardi B and Lotto was one of my top songs That's this year. So it's so good. good. Princess Diana and Ice Spice, Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj. Like that was good, but it just didn't last long enough. I also think that TikTok is just accelerating the music cycle in a way that we're not... Songs aren't really resonating the way that they used to. And I'm wondering if WAP resonated the way that it did because on top of being a great song, we're all stuck in the house.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the music video was, like, outrageous. Yeah, Bring back music videos. Like, music videos that aren't you just dancing in front of a green screen. Let's have some production. You know what I mean? I don't know. Exactly. I saw on the post that they were talking about, like women needing like a cosign from men Mm -hmm. and that being like less and less common but i still feel you know it's like the fact that you have to prove your worth to a man as a female rapper exactly before they can and it's like it they you only we only believe what this man has to say we don't just listen to your bars and say they're good we have to hear it from a guy I think that that in terms of like and it's like I mean hip-hop culture it's like it's deeply misogynistic what are we supposed to say but it's also it's I don't know I just feel like and it's like okay now you put me on quote-unquote and now I owe you something Hmm. and the girls are wrapping circles around the men at this point they're like killing them oh my god you want me to listen to not, an, an, an NYPD sleep guy? Like what like you know, like there's all, all these <laughs> all these fucking rappers. I'm like, who are they? And then, but like the women, like they have like distinct styles and their own identities, and they're creating universes and they're just like doing amazing stuff. And it's like a man probably doesn't even have the range to like really understand what the girlies are doing.
0: Tinfoil cap, why does this remind me of the article that we read that I talked about last episode where they were saying that women are suffering so much in dating because women are, like, going hard in the pain to improve themselves and, like, be ready to be in relationships and men aren't doing anything. just picking their noses. It's giving the patriarchy. Really bad.
1: And then it's also, like, you have rappers, like blue face. You have male rappers that are allowed mm-hmm. to be less than mediocre. You have male rappers who can't find mm-hmm. the beat, and they still manage to create, to have audiences, to have fan bases, to have people right. that will show up to their tour. These women are creating their own universes. They're developing... Mm-hmm. You know, they have like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like every rap girl has her own unique style of rap mm-hmm. and then also of exactly looks, of outfits. Like, there are things that you would mm-hmm. see and you'd say, oh my God, Cardi B, I'd see her wearing this. Oh my God, I see Megan right. wearing this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. But then also, I was thinking about aesthetically, like, rap, female rappers are like often not allowed to be unattractive. And I think that ties back into the male cosign because if the men, mm-hmm. if there's a, if men, men don't find you sexy, then yeah, then they're not gonna cosign you. If a man doesn't want to fuck you, why? Like, why would he cosign you? Why would he attach himself to you? Right. And so it's like, and and they're
0: like the decision makers in that industry,
1: which is crazy, like crazy, insane.
0: Like, because who are y'all to be the to be the choice makers? Exactly. Like, y'all have. I can't tell you a good song that a man has put out, a male rapper has put out in the last five years. Like, if I think really, really hard about it, I can't think of one. I don't have it. So, it doesn't exist. (laughs) All of them are from before 2018. Right. Because they're all, like, going on Ozempic and getting BBLs. (laughs) And arguing with women on the internet.
1: Yeah. Bring us back to the days where they were drinking cough syrup. Right. Like... Oh yeah. my God. I miss like men, male rappers have to be like so heavily drugged, you know, like chance the rapper got sober and suddenly his raps got shitty. It's like, get back on acid. This instant. This is such a cornwall. And it's like the fact that you need, you know, these, these like extra accoutrements accompaniments. Mm-hmm. Like you're not consistent. You're not consistently putting out good stuff. The rap girls are consistent. Right. The rock girls are constantly yeah. outputting. The rap girls are, yeah, like they're just killing it. But it's like there's so many mm-hmm. constraints put on women in the industry exactly. because mm-hmm. of the misogyny that's like required right. to mm-hmm. make it function. And so it's just like, I feel like female rap, we're talking about it, we're singing its praises, but it's like it could be even more beautiful yeah. and yeah. more inclusive. And just like so many other things, if we just kind of like let go of the need of like having men do stuff. And then also, yeah, like I was thinking about Doja Cat and her whole aesthetic mm-hmm. shift and how yeah. she's like, like, basically. She's at Matt Rice. <laughs> her whole thing though was like, she looked, she had a very specific look in the beginning of her career. And then she mm-hmm. is like telling us as like listeners, like, I actually didn't really like that. And that was like my label that was like pushing me to mm-hmm. look like that and rap like that. Right. And it's like, right. so it's like, why do you, like, why do we have to push women away from what they want to be to make mm-hmm. them uber successful in the industry? Yeah. There are so many isms in the female right. rap universe.
0: That sounds like an essay to me. For real. Yeah. Actually, that sounds like a JSTOR article that I'm gonna read <laughs> because. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One of the comments, listener of the pod, Miss Katie, left for us. She said, she's like, you know, Nicki Minaj has been nominated for Grammys so many times, and she's literally like a rap icon, and has been a rap icon for like years. So, why doesn't she want a Grammy? And, if Beyonce is getting held out on Grammys, I don't think Nicki Minaj is getting a Grammy. And, I think it goes back to, um, Noir and, if I feel like beyonce very much faces like the respectable black woman mold for the most part, like politically maybe not, and if they don't want to give the respectable black girl her praises and her accolades, they're definitely not giving gonna give Nicki Minaj one because I think she is just so like you know I feel like me I feel like maybe the Grammy committee thinks it's gonna like cheapen. Right, the what it means to get a right. Grammy if they give the girl I used to wear a pink chicken wing necklace <laughs> a Grammy, right? But then also, and I can understand why she isn't like making new music really because that probably is really discouraging for her to not be recognized like right. by the institutions that are supposed to recognize music, you know? Um yeah, I hate massage oh, Yeah, same, and I hate that for her because.
1: But also the Grammys, like, I feel like they're no longer the absolute. Like, they don't have the final say in what is good music, you know? Exactly. Beyonce. Especially recently. Renaissance. Beyonce's been snubbed for album of the year every time she puts out an album. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like unserious organization. Like deep. I'm sorry. I know you're a hairy girl, but there's nothing on that Harry's home album that eats... Renaissance. There's absolutely not. There. And you
0: know what? In fact, I was bathing the boys and Annie for today, and I usually play them music when they're in the bathtub. And I was looking at Harry's house, and I was like, wow, I know two songs on here. And I probably listened to this album through less than once.
1: Right.
0: And I've seen that man in a concert three times. So that to to for instance, to lose to that is it's crazy cool. work. work. But also, I'm also wondering if it has to do with. The Grammy voting committee, or whatever, like just not feeling compelled or because of racism and misogyny oh, or whatever, just not time. feeling.
1: So, why should I vote for they, them? Because they're going to win it regardless. I think that they probably just don't, you know, does Nikki Mash
0: have been nominated, but she hasn't won, right? Is that I it? I
1: believe so.
0: Okay. I think that maybe the people who vote in decide just don't take her seriously as an artist right. because of racism and massage noir and because she's this, you know, such a character and yeah, she's like not, doesn't fit the respectable mold, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about like early Nicki Minaj and like, mm-hmm. again, like that aesthetic, like being out of the box, like the big pink hair and mm-hmm. the, I don't know, just, like, everything, the campiness of it. Right, exactly. And then her not necessarily, like, being taken seriously compared to someone like Lady Gaga, who was doing Mm -hmm. also very campy things, but it was seen Mm -hmm. as, you know, this elevated person and now can Mm -hmm. turn around and put out jazz albums and people like they get considered for you know all the awards so yeah I think you know I mean if we're to sit here and talk about racism and the way that the impact it has on the music industry (laughs) we'd be here for another three hours Uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also I'm thinking about it now and Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj are like not that
0: different like I'm pretty sure they both grew up in New York Nicki Minaj might have been like poorer or had less money, and they both went to LaGuardia. Yeah. They kind of were doing the same, they're kind of on parallel paths a exactly. way. But, you know, did Lady go to NYU? I think she did. I don't remember. And yeah, just, you know, racism is obviously like the top one, but there probably are other like circumstances mm-hmm. in there that make those people feel more compelled to take her seriously.
1: Yeah. So. And I'm also thinking about like the mm-hmm. pop girls, like, Lady Gaga didn't need a co-sign. No. Lady Gaga put out Just Dance and everyone was like, bet. Yeah, at 19. So it's like, there are just so many, like, even though these two women are like on the same path, like, they're, it's like, just based on the genres and based on race, like, they're already, there's already like a uh, a divide between them.
0: And let's not talk about the racism that has to do with you know rap music in general and people not taking it seriously Absolutely. because you know because God forbid black people do anything fun
1: right yeah as if rappers aren't geniuses literally <laughs> Madonna Pia I mean she oh does, my, does, have just like, like, does have a Grammy literally
0: like Megan does have a Grammy. I'm like ripping literally the whole episode. You guys can't see. I'm like, really have to like <laughs> rip my hair out of just how smart these women are. Like, are you kidding? Should we jump into the weekly brief?
1: As usual, start with the hates. My big hate is rage bait. And I guess that's kind of ironic, but I'm really sick of these men or just people in general getting on TikTok and saying insane things, getting on Twitter and saying insane things. And then everyone being like, we need to talk about this for a week. Yeah. I need people to get better discernment because I love a discourse. I love a topic. You know, we have a fucking
0: podcast. We're crazy. (laughs) But I need people to get better at discerning when people are saying things for engagement and when they are not. Right. Because some people just genuinely are like just, they're just talking off the dome and it's like, oh, this would, we should talk about this, you know, whatever. Right. But, you know, I I would let a man propose to me with the bread bag tie, and I would go to the airport and watch planes take off as a date. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Boring. Go read Bell Hooks and call your fucking dad <laughs> and get off Twitter.
1: Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. It's, or, like, you know, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like, the whole, like, oh, my God. The, like, skits, like, oh, we're in front of the Cheesecake Factory, and uh, why would you take me on a date to Cheesecake Factory? Like, sorry, there's no one on this earth that's too good for Cheesecake Factory. But it's, like, we're doing, we have to do discourse, we have to have these conversations. Instead of conversations that are actually interesting, we're, like, filling the space with, like, bullshit. It's, like, I'm expecting, like, Socratic seminar stuff from people who have access to the internet. So it's, like, do you, like, need to look for more spaces where, you know maybe like intellectual spaces but it's also just like why aren't we like better at this like why aren't we a bit right. smarter and just moving differently oh yeah it really upsets me there was some guy with like dangly earring and he's i don't know if you saw him where he was like dd
0: pickles <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't even really remember what he was saying but he's like i'm if i actually put an effort into my appearance like i'd be like way hotter and like you as a woman like I don't even really remember what he was saying but he basically was just like Mm -hmm. saying he calls women ugly and x y and z and it's like Mm -hmm. this is how they make like Kevin Samuels and this is how they make you know just like Mossad and it's like you want to turn to them for advice you want to ask him his opinion he doesn't matter he's here to upset you guys
0: he's known on TikTok for that engagement and for that content really like you know I didn't know that getting women upset on on tiktok for engagement it's which, ridiculous weird kink
1: like you have weird a way to get attention kink. come on
0: i'm sorry your mom didn't pay attention to you when you were a kid <laughs> but maybe put the amazon hoops down right. and log on to better stop playing in your mom's and hoops. figure that shit out <laughs> go read the will to change and leave me the fuck alone good god Ugh, ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Amazon turtleneck. Don't piss me off. <laughs> oh my god. Go build something. Again, yelling exactly. at yelling at women on the internet. Like
1: please. Jobless. Go volunteer in your local soup kitchen. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm just like I'm just really I guess it's like I'm asking for like legitimate conversations on the internet. So it's like I'm already like setting myself up for failure, but I feel like Yeah. Like I don't With know.
0: the same people who the same people who argue about $200 dates exactly. every three weeks. The same people who are like, Andy's friends and her boyfriend are the real villain in the Devil Wears oh product. God. Every three months. Like, can we can we me come up it,
1: with something me. else, please? Come on, rub those brain cells together. You can do it. You can do it. And it's like, we're, we're rehashing a topic that someone like probably shout out on their Tumblr and like... 2009 just because exactly. they were like bored and now we're sitting right. here and having hours and days long conversations about it i'm bored i'm tired let's all just shut up like a moratorium on speaking for like the next few months and just let's all just take vows of silence I do a vow silence yeah. let's do What's some monk outs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but my loves last week was thanksgiving so pie i just like always this time of year i always just remember how much i love pie i love putting mm-hmm. an ex- excessive amount of whipped cream on pie i love eating it it's just like one of my favorite things it's very comforting another food thing i went to this ramen place in midtown and they mm. had these insane shishito peppers. I'm not even like a big shishito pepper girl, but these were, mm-hmm. I'm, I shit you not, like the best peppers, like shishito peppers I've ever had. Yeah. And they were delicious and they were like salted very perfectly. And the restaurant was like mm-hmm. one of those like Michelin, like bib gourmand places. And I was like, yeah, Michelin, oh, Michelin hey. was cooking. Michelin was cooking. <laughs> I will buy a tire and drive up to this. <laughs>
0: It was delicious. Wait, why does the Michelin star system sound like something Don Draper would have made up?
1: Oh my god. He absolutely did. Yeah. He absolutely did. Or he's like, damn, I wish Can you I imagine if that's like, how the show ended? Oh my god. Not by the world of coke. Instead of, he did eat with that,
0: even though it wasn't really him.
1: <laughs> right. That song, I listen to that song sometimes. Real? <laughs> <Ugh. sighs> um. But yeah. Oh my god. Yes, peppers delicious. It's been over a week since I had them, mm-hmm. and I'm still talking about them, so... Ooh. do it that you will and then also yeah. i got a special package in the mail i got beyonce's perfume i'm actually really stupid and dumb because i just realized the name of it say noir <clears throat> the ce is from the <clears throat> end of beyonce's name
0: i didn't even your mind your mind know that cooks That's my sister. She's such a dork.
1: She's such a loser, but I love
0: her. (laughs) Literally a beautiful Uh, dork. I was watching her at the concert. I was like, look at this.
1: Look at my little genius,
0: my little Virgo queen.
1: Yeah, I mean... I could talk about, I mean, we've already ran our quota of talking about Beyonce, like five minutes (laughs) for five minutes on this episode. But yeah, I mean, the perfume is really good. I sprayed it like when I got it yesterday Mm -hmm. and I just sprayed it on my, on my wrists. And I did that at like 5 p.m. and 9 Mm -hmm. p.m. I was still just like smelling it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, she Mm -hmm. cooked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you wear it next time I see you? Cause I'm trying to. Absolutely. Oh my God. I'll bring, I'll bring my little, I, there's a little, what's it called? There's like a little mini thing that came with the perfume. So I'll bring oh, yeah. that. I'll bring oh that. She's so real for her. I that. love her. Um, but yeah, that's me. You know, Purr. All
0: right. My hates this week. I only have one, I'm going to say context creep and like just the overall bastardization of really important language due to social media. Like specifically, I'm thinking of the word narcissist and how everyone is just throwing their word narcissist around. I was saying to Fola, Whatever happened to calling people just conceited Absolutely. or self-absorbed. You know, not everyone is a narcissist. Narcissistic personality disorder is very sinister They're and very, very real. real. And, you know, people will be like, Carrie Bratchel a narcissist. Girl, she has a bad friend and is in credit card debt. Like, not too much. <laughs> not too fucking much. And um, I just think it comes from people feeling like they need to, whenever there's like a buzzword going around on social media, right. if you don't, if that's not a word that's already in your vocabulary, People feel like they need to like shove that into their vocabulary so much so that they're like taking away its original meaning. And it's like, you also could just not use the word. Right. You don't need to keep up with what everyone on TikTok and Twitter is saying. And even if you want to, why don't you go fucking look it up? Why don't you make sure you're using the word correctly? I do that with words that I use all the time. I looked up the word pathetic the other day just because I wanted to make sure I was really utilizing the word that I want in the way that I wanted to use it. You know, but the girls are not doing research we anymore. We
1: love a Google.
0: We the love girls a Google. Don't
1: Google anymore.
0: No, they don't. I've been on my reading Zoom a little bit. My goal for this year was to read a book a month. I think I have to read, I have to finish two more this year. And Spotify just added audiobooks, which I never thought I'd be an audiobook girly, but I think because I like podcasts so much that it's nice to just consume Close info yeah. passively. So, I read Men Who Hate Women and the L- Women Who Love Them by Dr. Susan Forward for no particular reason. And <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. And I'm currently listening to slash reading Three Women by Lisa Tadeo. It was like really big and really popular in 2019 when it came out. And basically Lisa Tadeo spent like eight years just interviewing all types of women from all across America about like sex and intimacy and their relationships to sex and intimacy and emotional intimacy and stuff. And she ended up finding in her discovery period three women whose stories she was really captivated by. And she just interviewed them and developed relationships with them over like many, many years and told their relationships, like their sex stories, their intimacy stories, their emotional intimacy stories. And... The three women are all, like, very different. They all come from very different backgrounds. And it's really, really great. And I think it's going to be HBO shows, So I am really excited about that. And, yeah. And also, speaking of HBO, I did finally start Girls. You know, I just—I saw—like, t- it I am very stubborn. I have to choose to do things on my own volition. <laughs> but I saw a TikTok. It was from when Shosh was telling Adam. She was like, yeah, like— Hannah's so lucky that you don't have like friends or a job or a life and you can just like wait on her hand and foot while she's so mentally ill, right? And then after my crazy night out, I was like, I need to distract myself from my existential dread. So I put it on and I'm already almost done with season it's three.
1: Really and good. she chewed,
0: I don't know, those are my girls. Okay. Marnie, Jessa Shosh.
1: Yeah. Really Pops. I love them. So. Yeah, I was like, I remember hearing about there was <clears> girls' discourse. Back in, you know, early Tumblr days, and I never watched Girls. And so then watching it Mm -hmm. as an adult, I was like, oh, it's not Mm -hmm. that bad. And people are like, there are no Black people on the show, and they're in Brooklyn. I'm like, these people don't have Black friends.
0: They went to Oberlin.
1: (laughs) Please be serious. She was living in a studio apartment by herself at NYU. Please be, like, please be realistic for once in your life. Of course, they don't have Black friends. And the Black friends that they do have are Childish Gambino, they're republicans so but anyway yeah i mean i do yeah. it's it's a really good show and i watched it after I, I started watching it again after i turned 24 because in the beginning of the show hannah's like i'm 24 and i'm like fuck i'm
0: 24 <laughs> oh in the pilot episode where she's t- she's sitting down with her, yeah parents and she's like i think that i could be the voice of a generation or at least a voice of a generation the fact that that was, like, the first 10-minute episode, I was like, that's my she's
1: sister. acting." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, exactly. she's so
0: fucking real. Yeah,
1: I feel like that's yeah. our eye messages to one another, like, every other day. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. All right. I am so hungry.